You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. I went to a restaurant over the weekend and put my mask on before I went inside, strolled up to the hostess stand and uh, asked for a table. The hostess, who was not wearing a mask, looked at me and said, hey, you don't have to keep that on in here anymore. It definitely startled me, and I kind of glared at her, and I certainly didn't take my mask off. But, in fact, she's right. If you're fully vaccinated, according to the CDC, you no longer need to wear a mask in most situations inside or outside. That guidance came last week, and it surprised a lot of people, and it absolutely surprised a lot of public health experts. The CDC notes that you still need to follow the rules that are set by local governments and workplaces and establishments, which means don't go barging into places and demand that you don't have to wear a mask. There are going to be lots of places that will decide that you still need to to cover up for a while. But this is a really dramatic shift for the CDC, which has been criticized in the past for being a little too conservative when it comes to what fully vaccinated people can do and can't do. But now there are some who think this is just going too far too fast. And I got to say, I'm counting myself in that category, at least for now. So what should we be doing and what should we be expecting as we get ready for the summer months when more and more people are going to be outside? And I think people are really restless to be able to just do whatever it is they want to be doing and not thinking about COVID-19. Here to talk about what these guidelines say and what you need to know is someone we talked with quite frequently on this show about COVID-19 and how to keep yourself safe. Paul Kilgore is Associate Professor and Director of Research at Wayne State University's College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. Paul, welcome back to Detroit Today. Thank you very much, Stephen. It's great to be here. Yeah. So uh, just quickly, uh, tell me tell me what we should be doing, what these guidelines say, and whether this hostess that I uh met over the weekend who said, hey, you should take that mask off, uh, was that was out of line. And, and wh- whether I was out of line for saying, no, 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 I'm going to keep this mask on for a little longer. Yeah. No, this is a great question, Stephen. And I think these experiences you just related are going to be more and more common. So I wanted to get out a few key messages for all the folks to uh, consider. First, if you have not received any dose of the COVID-19 vaccine so far, Put this on your to-do list for sure this week and highlight it, underline it, because it's very important to make sure you get any one of the safe and effective vaccines. So that could be the Pfizer two-dose vaccine, Moderna two-dose vaccine, or the single-dose J&J vaccine. If you have any doubts or questions, please talk with your doctor or your pharmacist. The pharmacists really know a lot about these vaccines and reach out to your local hospital clinic or your pharmacy where the vaccines are given and they will give you additional information. The other thing I wanted to message for you today is there is a website that's very, very helpful. It's vaccines.gov. And folks can also call 1-800-232-0233. This line will give people information about the vaccine as well. And also vaccines.gov, you can type in your zip code and find out where you can get the vaccine. Now, if you've 
If you've gotten one dose of the J&J vaccine, you're done. But if you've only received one dose of the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccine, please make sure you schedule that second dose appointment and make sure you get that second dose done. You really do need that second dose to get the highest level protection possible over the next several months. So, so let's talk about this, this guidance in relation to people getting the vaccine. The, the first thing that popped into my mind when this was announced was the idea that the CDC was trying to, to maybe goose the, 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 the rate at which people are willing to get the vaccine, this idea of creating an incentive that uh, if you get it and if you get both doses uh, of the two or the, the single dose of Johnson & Johnson, that uh, you get something. You get, you get a little more freedom or a lot more freedom, in fact, than, than we've had for a long time. Um, is that what they're thinking here? And, and as a public health expert, does that make sense from your point of view as a way to up the rate of, of vaccinations? I think you're absolutely right, Stephen. I think this is one of the reasons why they did change the guidance for the masks. But I wanted to make sure listeners know a couple of key things about the mask guidance that's new. One is that it applies only to people that are fully vaccinated. So that means people that have gotten two doses of the Pfizer, two doses of Moderna vaccine, or one dose of J&J. If you've only gotten one dose of Pfizer or one dose of Moderna vaccine, you are not fully vaccinated. So in that situation, the new guidance does not apply to you at all. Also, if you have not gotten any dose of the vaccine, the guidance does not change anything for you. You still need to be wearing your mask in all situations that have been the case before. And, you know, just, just this morning, um, I had a similar experience to what you experienced, and I was at the gym and one of the things that I noticed is about two-thirds of folks inside the gym that were wearing a mask before are now not wearing a mask. When you see people out in the community, it could be a restaurant or a crowded environment, it's really impossible to know who's gotten the vaccine and who hasn't. So you're going on a level of trust that um, may or may not be misplaced. And my personal behavior uh, really has not changed. Personally, I'm wearing a mask still inside in the gym, or if I go out shopping, a restaurant, grocery store, that kind of thing. And, you know, I think the other key thing is that one, you know, in, in America, about 10 million people are immunocompromised. And we know the vaccines can be given to immunocompromised people. We don't have a lot of data on this immunocompromised population to know how well the vaccines are working. So if you're immunocompromised, I would also strongly consider wearing a mask in the typical situation where you were wearing it before, even if you've gotten a vaccine. We hope that there's going to be vaccine coverage in July and August. It's going to be about 70 to 80 percent, meaning that's one dose coverage in the entire U.S. population. But right now, when you look at the state of Michigan and nationally, we're really running at a coverage level overall in the United States, 37 percent for two doses. And... 47% for one dose. And then if we look at the state of Michigan, the recent stats show us that we're now right about at 50% of the population who's gotten one dose. And then for two doses in Michigan, we're right at 42%. So when you look around the community or an environment, shopping, restaurant, wherever you are, you can assume that everyone is vaccinated. So for that reason, 
uh, the guidance, at least in my opinion, is premature. Hmm. Wow. I mean, that's a that's a that's a pretty powerful powerful statement. Um, I mean, coming from again a, a public health official. Um, you know, I, I, I also want to want to kind of talk just a little about um, about what what kind of is next, right? Um, uh, so the CDC says we're all good, and and uh, that if you're getting the vaccination, uh, you're you're fine. My other worry is where we are with the pandemic, and it's not. I guess it's not about the, the the numbers themselves, which do now seem to be falling in terms of infections and 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 deaths. It's it's about the unknowns that seem really ominous out there. If you look at what's going on in India, for instance, where they are still having a real problem with things and and a very intense problem, and a, and the kind of problem that seems like it could produce uh, yet another variant or strain of this that maybe runs through the vaccines. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I'm, I guess the apprehension that I have is that we're just out over our skis a little bit here and that something will happen that will cause us to have to pull all of this back uh, in another dramatic fashion and that it'll even be harder to get people to do that once they've stopped wearing masks and have gone back to the world uh, as it is. A am I reasonable for having that fear as well? Uh, yeah, Steve, definitely. I think so. And, you know, one good indicator that people can look at that is reported almost on a daily basis, actually on a daily basis, is the test positive rate in Michigan and other places. And currently we're running about 7% test positivity. What that tells you right away is that in the community, even though the numbers, the case numbers are going down and we're headed in the right direction, it still means there's ongoing community transmission. So like I said at the very beginning, if you are at all on the fence about getting a vaccine or not getting a vaccine, or if you have not gotten two doses of the vaccine, please put that on your to-do list today. And if you have any questions, you can call me email to me, or you could actually call your doctor or your pharmacist. That is crucial because you're right. The variants are out there. We know we have the UK strain, which is a predominant strain in Michigan. That is more transmissible and passes from one person to another much more efficiently compared with that original strain that we had back in February and March of 2020. The other thing we know is that the Indian strain has been introduced to Michigan it likely will also emerge or spread. There will be other variants as well. And, you know, the good news is that we are working on booster vaccine doses that would cover some of the new variants. So that's good news. And if we need that down the road, we could actually use it later this year or early next year. But having said that, we still want to make sure that people have the vaccine on board right now, because as we move into the next couple of weeks, we're really talking about Memorial Day weekend. And I think people remember last year where we saw these large gatherings, for example, on Lake St. Clair, we saw large gatherings over a holiday period, like in July as well. And we really want to make sure that people who want to go into those gatherings are fully protected and they protect their other family members, their friends and coworkers as well, to be honest. Hmm. 
I'm talking with Dr. Paul Kilgore. He is an assistant uh, associate professor and uh, director of research at Wayne State University's College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. We're talking about the new guidance from the CDC, which says lose the mask. Uh, If you're vaccinated, lose the mask in as many places as you want, indoors, outdoors, around your friends and family. A tremendous incentive uh, that I think a lot of people feel given the darkness of the last year and the the difficulty of the restraints that we have been living under. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Tell us what your reaction is to the CDC's new guidance. Uh, are you vaccinated? And if you are, do you feel comfortable ditching the mask when you can? Or are you like me and still a little nervous about the idea of not wearing a mask? Nervous about the numbers that persist, and, of course, the things that seem to be happening in some other places that suggest we could still be in for a real tough time with COVID-19. Are you worried about other social issues this might present, uh, especially for hospitality workers who still have to enforce their employers' mask-wearing rules while everybody will be showing up at these places saying, hey, I don't need to do that anymore? Uh, As always, uh, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook or Twitter and put comments there, and uh, we'll work you you into the conversation. Chris on Twitter says, just a week ago it was reported that only 22% of Detroiters uh, are vaccinated. It's like the CDC has determined that their lives don't matter since the CDC hasn't given us proof that vaccinated people can't spread the virus uh, and that uh, mask enforcement uh, doesn't exist for the unvaccinated. Uh, Richard on Twitter says, too many new COVID cases currently here in Michigan to lift mask requirements now. Uh, Michelle on Twitter says, I am a fully vaccinated small business owner who will still require masks to be worn in my store. Embracing myself for those folks who are no doubt going to harass businesses uh, for requiring masks. It has become sport for them. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to Jimmy. Jimmy in Birmingham. What's on your mind? Hey, good to talk to you, Stephen. Yeah. A um, couple questions, thoughts for you and your guests to respond to. One is, I've trusted the science the whole way, right? Um, at the resistance of my very conservative family in West Michigan, I, I've said, listen, I'm no expert, so I'm just going to go with what the CDC says, because guess what? They're a heck of a lot smarter than I am, number one, right? So, therefore, I've been vaccinated, uh, fully vaccinated almost three weeks. I went to the gym this morning with no mask. It was amazing. It felt great. So that's my first thought. I'm going to trust the experts. Number two, I heard an interview this weekend on one of the talk shows uh, from a CDC rep that said, listen, the CDC is telling folks, wear a mask if you're not fully vaccinated. If you're not, you no longer need it. What that tells me is that people will not wear a mask who aren't fully vaccinated. And that's, that's going to happen. I get that. I can't even control that, obviously. But what I know is that I am safe as a fully vaccinated person to not wear a mask around people who are not vaccinated, according to the CDC. Mm-hmm. So that's why they have lifted the mask mandate for folks who are fully vaccinated, because they know that they're safe, even around folks who haven't <laughs> been vaccinated. OK, I, th- that all makes perfect sense, uh, Jimmy. And you've obviously given it a lot of thought. 
Um, I guess my hesitation is still about the unknown. I mean, I think you're, you, you've absolutely got it right in terms of what we do know and what the CDC is saying. I, I guess I don't trust that there won't be something crazier uh, or worse that that is that is just around um, around the corner and I guess that's the reason for me that uh, that the mask will stay on at least uh, at least for now uh, dr. Kilgore uh, reacted to Jimmy's thoughts though no it's a great point uh, Stephen and I think one of the things that uh, Jimmy highlights is that People who have been fully vaccinated, meaning two doses of Moderna, two doses of Pfizer, or one dose of J&J, have high-level protection. If you only get one dose, it's about 80%. Two doses is, from the real-world data, it's showing 90%. So that's a really, really good level. There is still a possibility that individuals who are vaccinated may get sick. So we've seen some breakthrough cases. That's true. One of the reasons why I'm a little hesitant about the guidance and why I'm still wearing a mask when I go into populations or groups where I may not be able to distance fully is is very simple. One is that I can't know for sure right now with the percentages that we have in the overall population with being around 50% vaccinated that those folks that are unmasked are going to be really truly vaccinated. So that's one thing. Um, The other thing too, is that even back to last year, one of the things that we were kind of hanging our hats on was this idea of herd immunity. And herd immunity really is this idea that when we reach a certain level of vaccination in the population, and that level we think is somewhere 80 to 85%, when we get that level in the population vaccinated, then we can begin to really relax and make sure that we start that return to back to normal. My preference would have been, if I were talking with the director of CDC and the team there, I would be asking them to consider the fact that we really want to get to herd immunity before we release people and allow for more transmission in the population. Because no, there's no doubt in my mind, as we move into this uh, period where we're now having uh, many more folks on mass in the population, we are going to see the potential for pockets of transmission. And when that happens, we're going to have to react very quickly because it means that there's ongoing transmission, particularly with these new variants. So that's one of the reasons why I'm concerned. Hmm. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue talking with Dr. Paul Kilgore about uh, these new CDC guidelines and what's next for the COVID-19 pandemic. We will also get to more of your comments and calls. We'll hear from Craig in Southfield, EK in Detroit, and Monique in Novi. If you want to join them, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also, as always, go to Facebook or to Twitter and put comments there, and uh, we'll try to work you into the conversation that way. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. question we are talking about here on Detroit Today right now. 
And we've got Dr. Paul Kilgore, Associate Professor and Director of Research at Wayne State's College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences with us to help interpret the messages that we're getting now from the CDC, which says, hey, if you're vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. You don't need to wear a mask in public. You don't need to wear a mask indoors. You don't need to wear a mask around your friends and your family, all the people that we have been kind of separating ourselves from for more than a year. Uh, Do you trust that advice, though? Do you feel like it's time to get back to the world uh, that way? Or are you worried, like I am, that maybe that's just a little premature and that uh, there is still real danger out there and that uh, that we, we at minimum, could do things like wear masks, which is not a terrible inconvenience. Again, to just help stop the spread, help stop the threat of uh, more of the virus being out there than is necessary. Uh, We want to hear from you as well. We'll hear from you on Facebook and Twitter, where you can put comments and we can work them into the conversation here, or you can give us a call at 313-577-577. 1019. That's 313-577-1019. Tell us what you're thinking about all of this. Let's go to E.K. in Detroit. E.K., welcome to the show. Uh, good morning, uh, Stephen, mm-hmm. and your guest, uh, Dr. Kigo. Now, I want to state my issue on this, on this uh, mask wearing. I trust uh, the CDC guidelines. But I'm not going to take my. I'm not going to start wearing a mask because. Ek, I think you should probably turn your radio down. I think okay. it's distracting you a little bit. Okay. I, okay. There you go. I, I will not. Um, I trust their guidelines. I, I haven't. I have not been wearing a mask since March 2020, last year. So um, I, I have been, I'm immunocompromised. So mm-hmm. all uh, my my family, my family is in the medical field. All of them have, all okay. of them have, have been vaccinated. I'm the only one who has not been vaccinated. So every time I go out, I wear my mask, and I don't believe people, because the reason being that people are not going to tell you the truth. So I'm thinking about taking my mask off, like, towards the end of the year, in November. Yeah. That is what I wanted to say. E.K., I, I really appreciate the call uh, and the perspective, and I think that's really, I think that's really important to remember that not everybody is in the same medical space to begin with. Not everybody has uh, the same things to contend with. And that's one of the things that uh, I think really matters when you're thinking about uh, when you're thinking about whether you're going to continue to wear uh, a mask or whether you think everybody should. Uh, E.K., I really appreciate uh, the call and the perspective. Let's go to Monique in Novi. Monique, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you taking my call and and discussing the subject. 
My husband and I went out to uh, Plymouth this weekend and just had a blast, and it felt mm-hmm. so liberating not wearing a mask while out walking around downtown and seeing people's smiling faces. We brought our two teenage children who also are fully vaccinated, and and although our youngest was a little he too, uh, boy, did it feel good. However, I do have a theory and a question for the doctor. Okay. Um, first of all, oops, hold on, let me get you off my there. Um, I first of all would like to know, uh, my theory is that with all of the new variants coming up, it was actually strategic for the CDC to encourage us to not wear masks because while we're mostly fully vaccinated or maybe at a peak of vaccination currently, exposure to the variants will mean that we can build up added immuno, um, you know, combatants so that we can fight this uh, with the um, vaccinations that we currently have rather than waiting six months and then being less bolstered. And then my second question for the doctor is, for those of us who are fully vaccinated, my, my third son, uh, the 20-year-old, refuses to take to get the vaccine. And we're wondering if we do get exposed and get it as vaccinated adults, um, are we less likely to have long-term side effects? I know there are therapeutics and there are ways to um, expedite recovery, but I'm also afraid of those long-term uh, residual uh, COVID effects. Thank you. Yeah, Monique, uh, appreciate the call and the questions. Dr. Kilgore, what's the answer? Great questions. Uh, first, Stephen, if I could uh, mention a couple things for EK and his family. Uh, number one, I think it's absolutely the right thing to be doing for him to keep wearing a mask. He's immunocompromised. And for anyone who is immunocompromised, that could mean someone who has had an organ transplant, someone who is on immunomodulatory therapy, mm-hmm. or clinically we see other people immunocompromised with cancer or on chemotherapy. These folks really are at a point where they are still at risk for COVID-19. In some cases, immunocompromised people can get the vaccine. In some cases, their doctor may have them get vaccinated before they get onto high-dose chemotherapy. So my strong recommendation for EK and anyone who is immunocompromised is please talk with your doctor and make sure that you confer with them and get their best opinion on when or if you can get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Now, for Monique, I think um, a couple of things. One is the theory that she put forth, um, which is basically trying to um, accelerate exposure to variants in order to build up population immunity, um, is not a goal of the CDC. Um, And that would not be a a good public health goal for a couple of reasons. One is that right now, even though we do have some protection against the variants, we know going forward that there's going to be the emergence of variants. And the one thing that we know is that these new variants have the potential to escape coverage by the antibodies that we get from the current vaccine. So even though we may actually be exposed, we still are at risk for disease due to the variants. Uh, It may be possible that we have a more subdued disease or more mild disease in that case, but nonetheless, we're still at risk for that infection uh, with a potentially new variant that emerges. Hmm. Then, and and the second thing I would say too, is that for her 20-year-old son, now, I can understand they may be hesitant at this point, but the data is very good. In fact, I would also mention for kids 12 to 15 years of age and for parents, the Pfizer vaccine is now recommended for that age group, two-dose vaccine. 
but for his, her 20 year old son, I would strongly encourage him to be vaccinated. If for no other reason that uh, then he can get back to a more normal situation. And, and to Monique's point, it absolutely is a good thing that people can get outside, walk around outdoors, unmasked, and feel that kind of freedom. I think that's a step in the right direction. So I feel optimistic for the future for that reason. Hmm. Uh, again, Monique, really appreciate the call and the, the really provocative questions there. Let's go to Craig in Southfield. Craig, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Hey. So, so I had uh, I had my perspective on things, but listening to your other callers, um, not that I totally changed my mind, but they bring up some very interesting points. Uh, I know my my big thing is that um, yeah, we really are not out of the pandemic. We are evolving into the right direction, but the guidelines are more based on economic pressure than um, the science itself. Um, that's why I'm hesitant to take mm. my mask off, and that's why I'm hesitant to follow the guidelines because. We, we had these targets that we were moving towards, and we accelerated everything because of the economic pressures. I've been watching the congressional hearings and the attacks on Dr. Fauci and you know how they tried to ridicule him. You're wearing a mask, and you're saying the virus works, the vaccine works. But I'm not bowing to economic pressure. Hmm. I, I'm staying with my own health concerns. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't, I don't care. I'm not trying to rush back and get the restaurants and everything flowing again. I understand people are hurting economically, but people are still dying. Yeah, yeah. People are still getting sick. Craig, I, I, I love that you called and, and shared that with listeners. Uh, Dr. Kilgore, react to what, what Craig's saying here. Uh, Craig makes a great point, Stephen, and I think there's a couple things I would mention to listeners. Number one is that Every week I'm talking and describing the clinical impact of COVID-19 to essential workers. The one thing I can remind people is that even if you get mild COVID, there's new studies and data coming out that point out that it is possible to have long-term complications even months, six months later after the original infection and disease. Even if you recovered initially, some people are at risk even for things like diabetes, heart disease, and common illnesses that we're uh, going to be treating for months or years to come. So I would encourage anyone who is in the essential fields, um, who is a frontline worker, anyone who is in an occupation where they're around people all day, you are really at risk still. And I would, number one, wear a mask. And number two, make sure that you do go out and get the vaccines, Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, because to Craig's point, we want to get this economy back but we want to do it so that we can have a more permanent a trend toward recovery and really toward health. That's the goal in our population for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Craig, uh, thanks very much for the call. Um, let's go to Linda in Detroit. Linda, what's on your mind? Well, Stephen, I was stunned to hear that you went out to dinner and you had a hostess who was not wearing a mask. Last I heard, my OSHA requirements were still in place that Hmm. all employees of all businesses still needed to wear a mask. Hmm. I work in a senior services organization. I'm going to work masked up. My son is a bartender, and he's still going to work masked up because my OSHA's not released any changes. And And for a business like that who's desperate for customers to come back, you'd think they would bend over backwards 
to make sure that they were making their patrons feel safe. Mm, yeah. Linda, uh, you know, I, I, I was a little startled. And and uh, like I said, I had the exchange that I did with the hostess. I also want to say it's a restaurant I have gone to for years, back to when I was a child. I'm, I'm certainly not judging them uh, based on, on on all of that. But I think you're right. It's it's a, a real question. Dr. Kilgore, was that not okay, uh, according to Myosha? So current guidelines from Myosha still state that employees need to wear a mask. That's the first thing. They will likely be working with the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services to basically synergize or harmonize the guidance that comes from CDC and from Myosha. But for the time being, restaurant workers, other workers on the front lines like that definitely should be wearing a mask. They should be wearing a mask. Okay. Uh, Dr. Paul Kilgore, always great to have you here with us on Detroit Today. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Stephen. Okay. That's going to do it for us today. Come back tomorrow for a conversation about the implications of the latest developments around kids and vaccines. We're going to talk with someone who's been closely involved in the work around getting the COVID vaccine out to kids. And she's the only member of the CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices who's from Michigan.